0: Now get your Bibles, actually, if you've got your Bibles, grab a hold of your Bibles, lift them high over your head, and just repeat after me. I believe everything I believe that, that, my Bible says, that my Bible says, no matter what the devil says, no matter what people say, no matter what my circumstances say. No what circumstances today, I'm a today I'm a believer. Therefore I'm a receiver. I'm and, I will receive and I will receive absolutely everything that heaven, me, that heaven has for me in Jesus name, in Jesus name. amen amen. Amen. Hallelujah. amen hallelujah glory to God hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah we'll open your Bibles to the book of James James chapter 4 let me hit the button here on the get us going oh what did that do that And we're not—I don't know. You figure it out. Somehow we just went offline on there and it logged out of the account. So, anyway, would you, if you get it going, go ahead and play, hit play. James chapter four. You there? Praise God! Praise be to the name of the Lord. Let Pastor get there real quick. James chapter four. And uh, let's look here at verse. 6, James, James, the brother of Jesus, said this, he said, But he gives more grace, wherefore he saith, God resists the proud, but gives grace unto the, hum- the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That word grace. Now that word grace, it means, it means favor, but one of the main definitions of that word is the divine influence upon the heart. The Bible says that for by grace are you saved through faith. So see, you're gonna to have to you got to have some faith to even get saved. But how did how did salvation come? By grace. Grace is the divine influence upon of God upon your heart to do what? To move. Now, that's very important because it's, it's by that grace, that same grace, that you were saved, everything else in the kingdom is going to operate too because when you yield to that, that divine influence upon your heart, all right, things are going to change. And really you come under this next, this next thing here that it says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. All right? And that's what I'm going to talk about today. The combination of these two is the power of grace. The power of grace. Now, it's not probably going to be exactly what you think about, what you're thinking right now, but I want to look at it from the aspect of the power of grace for healing. For healing. Because the Lord spoke to me and He said early, earlier this week, He said, I want to, I want to do more, more works in the church today. He said, you're going to see greater, greater healings. Greater things happening. But it's going to come through the avenue of grace. Because that divine influence by grace upon your heart, all right, that you're going to see a, man- a manifestation. All right. So it says here, verse 7 submit yourselves, therefore, to God. How are you going to submit to God? Well, you're going to have to let the divine influence of that grace on you to allow yourself to submit to God. And submitting to God doesn't mean you're a slave. It means you're just doing what his word says. Right? You're just doing what the word of God says. Submitting, he says, submit yourself to God. All right? Resist the devil and he'll flee. Well, you you might ask yourself, well, what does that really have to do with healing? It has a lot to do with healing because understand that sickness, illnesses, do not come from God. God is not the author of that. That comes ultimately from Satan. Now, sometimes people have sickness in their body because of, uh, because of demonic influence, but a lot of times, you've got to remember, we live in a fallen world. This is a fallen world. There's just sicknesses in this world. You, don't necess- you, know, you can get sick without demonic influence, but understand where that sickness originally came from. It did not come from heaven Therefore, it came, from the, it came from Satan. So when you submit to God, now you're able to resist the devil and all of his influences. And when you do that, they flee. They leave. They have to. They have to leave because you are submitted to God. Now, the, the other side of that too is, What happens when I don't submit or I don't submit fully to God? Maybe I'm only 75% submitted. It's not going to work, is it? It's not going to work. So you have to ask yourself this question. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I mean, you say you do, but do you really believe Because if you really believe it, what are you going to do? You're going to do that. Right? I'm going to do that. You know, what we, what we believe, we do. I mean, that's the truth. If you, if you don't believe something, then you don't do it. But if you believe it, you're going to do it. Right? So, we find out some things here about the power of grace... Grace is God's divine influence upon your heart. Now, here, real quick, to um, um, Second Peter chapter one. I started to say first, but Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one. And here's an interesting statement here. In verse 2 it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace is multiplied to you. Not just added to you. It's multiplied to you. By how much? As much as you know of the word of God. How much you know of Him. You've heard me say this, the most important relationship that you have on earth is with your Heavenly Father. Because everything flows out of that. Your marriage won't work. If, you don't have, if, if your vertical alignment with heaven is not right, your marriage won't work. And what I, what I mean by that, you, you won't have happiness in it. You'll have just a, a semblance of ha- happiness at, at, at even best but you're not, going to have a full, you're not going to have the fullness that God has for you until your, your alignment with him, your relationship with him is, is, uh, is on the right track. That's why the devil will fight you. You know, I tell people that come in here that, that join the church, I say, now listen, you have to understand something. You like coming here, you like here, obviously because you keep coming back. You have to understand, the devil does not like that at all so you're going to be under attack. You are going to come under constant attack because Satan is going to do anything and everything he can because of what you're going to find out in churches like this. I'm not saying we're the only one. I'm talking about churches that, pre- that preach the Word, all right? that are instructing you. He's going to fight you to tooth and nail to get you out of here because he doesn't want you to understand about grace and about the power of submitting to God. Because what that means is you ultimately have authority over him. And you do. See, most Christians', most Christians idea of the devil is he has authority over the, us. No, no, that's not scriptural. <laughs> I, heard, I heard this one minister say one time, he, had, he, he asked for testimonies in church and somebody stood up and said, I'd like to give a testimony, i got the devil on the run and he's running after me. That's not a good testimony. You should have Him on the run. He should be running from you, not to, towards you. All right? Hallelujah. So grace and peace are multiplied unto you through the knowledge of, of God. Now go to, let's go back into the book of Job, chapter 22. Go back into the Old Testament. Job 22. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And you'll find out that God started dealing with these things back, even back in the Old Testament. He started dealing with people concerning, concerning the kingdom, how it operates. This is how the kingdom operates. Remember, Jesus at the beginning of his ministry said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these other things will be added unto you. What, what, what did he mean when he said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Well, righteousness is, is simply the right things of heaven. That's what righteous means, the right things. All right, so Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. In other words, find out how heaven operates and find out what the right things are in heaven to operate here on earth. And all these other things, all that other stuff's going to be added unto you. But it's not going to be added unto you if you don't find out how heaven operates. Well, how does heaven operate? Well, we just found out in James. James told you, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. When you and I are submitted to God and the devil tries to attack us and we, what do we have to do? We've got to have to resist him. Well, we're going to see something here in Job and God was teaching along those lines. Job chapter 22, you there? And uh, I don't know if I'm going to read for this or not. Um, I know I got it. I made a mark here to do that. Let me look here real quick. Yeah, I will. I'm going to read first from the King James. Verse 21. Acquaint now yourself with him. That's speaking of the Lord. And be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto you. Now, what's that word acquaint mean? Very simply put, that word acquaint means to agree with him. Agree with the Lord. Agree with the Lord. And be at peace. Because when you're, when you're agreeing with the word, what's happening? You're putting the power of God, the grace of God is in operation in your life. And it's bringing change. Now let me read to you from the Amplified. Acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to his will. And be at peace. By that you shall prosper and great good shall come to you. So, agree with the Lord. Agree with His Word. Now, if you turn over a few pages here in Job, go to Job 32 real quick. Can anything good come out of Job? Well, there's lots of good things that come out of Job. Job in 32, verse 20, he says, I will speak that I may be refreshed. I will open my lips and answer. I will open my lips and answer. Answer what? You'll answer things that are happening in your life. So we find out from these two verses, I need to agree with God. Right? I need to open my lips and speak the word of God over my life so what? I'll be refreshed. I'm not going to speak my problem over my problem. That's not going to do any good. Right? If I speak my problem over my problem, what's going to happen? Nothing. Your problem is just going to get worse. There's no po- the power of God's not in that. The power of God is when you take the Word of God and you see what God's Word says about your situation and you say, I agree with that. That's mine. You've got to make it personal. You've got to take that Word of God and make it personal in your life. That's what agreeing with God is is taking that Word and saying, okay, I agree with this Word. And I'm going to have to open my lips so that I can do what? I can be refreshed. I can be made whole. I can be healed. I can be delivered. The situation in my life might change. Not might, it will change. You have to. That's where your faith comes in. For by grace are you saved. And grace and peace are multiplied to you through what? Your knowledge of the Word. Your knowledge of coming in as you spend time in the Word. More importantly, when you come to church, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word of God. So you can read your Bible if you want to, but faith's not going to come. I'm not saying you don't, you don't read your yes, you do read your Bible. But faith comes when you come and you hear the preached word of God spoken to you so that what? It causes, it brings change. Because God is going to the, the main way that God will speak to you today is through your pastor, through, your, through the shepherd, right? You know, when Jesus was in Israel and he looked over the sheep and he, it said it, it grieved him because they were as sheep without a shepherd. They had nobody to teach the shepherd of God and it said, He said, they were scattered. Why? Because they didn't have a shepherd. We see the same thing happening today because a lot of people, they don't have a shepherd. Oh, they may be in church somewhere, but they don't have a shepherd because the shepherd there is all he's interested is in how many people he can get in the services so that it makes him look good. I got news for that shepherd. He's going to get to heaven one day and the Lord's going to look at him and say, I don't count any of that towards your account. I didn't tell you to do that. How would, you like to, how would you like to live your whole life thinking you're, doing, you're servicing the Lord and get to heaven And the Lord said, "I never told you to do that. I'm not going to give you credit for any of that. Well that'll open your eyes real quick, but that's going to happen. that's going to happen because the Bible says, how can anyone preach unless they be called? They can't And how how can the people hear unless somebody's sent? They won't. So a lot of times, what you're hearing coming from the pulpits is not the preached word of God, because there's no power in it, there's no life in it. God wants to change things. God, I believe that today we're going to see people healed. If you need deliver, we'll see people delivered today. It's, huh? Well, because the presence of the Lord's here. I mean, when you come in here, you, you, you sense the presence of God. I come in here the other day by myself, and you know, I don't, I don't want to get off on this rabbit trail, but there's an angel that stays in our church, all, in all churches, all the time. His presence is here. That's his job, is to watch over the house of God. So here I am coming, there's nobody in here. There's just me and, and the Holy Spirit and the angel. And I sense a, a reverence when I come in. And I give him that reverence because this is his house. This is where, you know, this is where he brings us to meet. Now, he's inside of each and every one of us. Your bodies is the temple of God. He lives in you. But this, this place, this building here is where we meet him. All right? Meet him in a different way. Because there's, there's some things that the Lord will only speak to you when you're at church. He will not tell you when you're at home. He'll, he'll not tell you when you're reading your Bible and spending time. There's things that in your life He will only speak to you in His house. That's, that's why if you, you, you study Jesus' ministry, it said it was His tradition to go into the synagogue. So Even Jesus did it. He came to church. He came to church. That was his tradition. He did that. Because why? He knew the importance. Remember when Peter has a conversation with Jesus, and Jesus says, Peter, who do men say that I am? He says, well, some say you're Jeremiah, some say you're Isaiah. Okay, Peter, but who do you say that I am? He said, well, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Chosen One. And Jesus looks at him and he says, Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, Peter. But my Father who is in heaven, he revealed that to you. Remember what I said about the most important relationship. And he said, Peter, upon that revelation that you got from my Father, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So if church wasn't important, why did Jesus say that? Kind of silly for him to say something that wasn't important. But see, there's, there's, there's pl- people out there that will tell you, oh, you, don't have, you don't have to go to church to go to heaven. <laughs> well, you, you don't have to go home to be married. But try staying away from your spouse for, for a few weeks. Try it one day, see what happens. Try it two days, see what happens. Your marriage will end because you don't go home. God's house is important. Jesus said, upon that revelation, Peter, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So, our ability and our willingness to submit to God. Do what His Word says. And when things happen, we're going to open our mouth and we're going to speak. That we would be refreshed. Now go to Mark chapter 11 in your Bibles. Mark 11, praise God. Hallelujah. Mark 11, one of the most powerful chapters in all of God's Word. There's so much things that happen there. We find that Jesus is with his disciples. We pick it up in verse 12. He says, and on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Speaking of Jesus. And he seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to find to, to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. Now, here's something interesting about fig trees is when it when it produces leaves, it should produce fruit. <clears throat> so Jesus saw the leaves on the tree and said, Well, I can get me something, I can get a quick bite. And he goes over to the tree, there's no fruit on that tree. Verse 14, and Jesus answered. Can, can fig trees talk? Apparently they can because it says he answered the fig tree. What is the, what is the fig tree in this, in this picture? <clears throat> It's it's a thing, it's a confrontation in life. Jesus was confronted by this fig tree that said, I'm not going to give you fruit. Even though I've got leaves on it, I should be producing fruit. I ain't going to do it. That fig tree is in rebellion to the kingdom of heaven. It says Jesus answered that fig tree, said no man will eat fruit from you again, ever. Now, We know in the Old Testament, in Proverbs 18, 21, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Right? And those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. What's that mean? That means what you say is going to come to pass in your life. Doesn't matter whether you mean it or not. It does not matter whether you mean it or not. You say something long enough, it'll go from here to down here. And when it goes from here to down here, you'll see a manifestation of it. Things may start out, you're saying something in your head and it's just in your head. That's how faith works. But the longer you keep saying it, and how many times is that? I don't know. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. Some people can say it two or three times and it go from here, within a, within a few seconds, it go from here to here. Boom. It's going to happen. It's going to manifest me like right now. You better get ready. Why? Because when it gets into the heart, things are changing immediately. So Jesus speaks to the fig tree. He answers it. Why? Because it was talking to him. I ain't giving you fruit. I am in rebellion to how God's kingdom operates here on earth. Okay? you in rebellion. Nobody will eat fruit from you again. Now the next day, an interesting thing happens is they're coming back by the, the fruit tree, the fig tree. Jesus ain't paying no attention to that fig tree. He knows what He said. He knows what happened. The disciples go over to it and they look at it and said, look at this, Master. The fig tree is dried up from the roots. And in other words, that tree had dried up and fell and come out of the ground that the roots were exposed. When have you ever seen a tree like that die around your place? Or a plant? I mean, if you've got plants, they die. I mean, yeah, they die, but not like that. Not like one day they've got green leaves and the next day you cursed it and you come out and the thing is not only dead, but it's laying off the ground and the roots are completely out of the ground. That's what they saw. So they get excited about this, they get excited. And what does Jesus do? He doesn't even look at it. His response here in verse 22, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. Now some versions say it this way. Have the God kind of faith. What is the God kind of faith? You speak to something and it happens. They were were amazed because this tree had dried up from the roots overnight. Well, Jesus expected it. He said to it, Nobody will eat fruit from you again. Remember earlier when I was talking about praying over people that the fullness of God would be in you. Yeah, that kind of fullness. When you speak to things, immediately. It happens. You've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Your words have that much power. The devil wants you knowing that. And the more you keep coming back here, you keep coming back here, and you keep learning this and learning this, one day, see, you might not get it right now. This may may sound totally Greek to you. No pun intended. New Testament was Greek. This may sound Greek to you, but one day I promise you what's going to happen, a light bulb is going to go off in your head. You're going to say, I see it! I see it! I see it! Yeah, yeah, I know. How long is that? I don't know. I, 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 you know. I'd like to say everybody, the first time they hear it, they get it. But that we're dealing with flesh. The more you come, the more you hear. The more revelation you get, and the more understanding that, you, that your future is in your mouth. Jesus said, have faith in God. Have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. Now let's look at this next scripture here. Verse 23, he says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever. Now, who is a whosoever? You are. You're a whosoever, 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 whosoever. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. Be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Notice that. That's that's some powerful words. That you shall speak to a literal mountain? Well, not, not a literal mountain. But mountains in your life, there's, there's, we all got mountains in our lives. We, we got things we're up against and it looks like, how am I going to get over this? How am I going to get through this? How is this thing going to change? And what do we do? We just keep talking about the mountain. We're worshiping our mountains. Jesus didn't say worship the mountain. He said, you talk to the mountain. You tell that mountain, be thou removed. If it's sickness, you get out of my body. I cast you into the sea. I don't doubt my heart. I know you have to go. I'm submitted to God. The grace of God is being multiplied through my knowledge of Him. It has to obey. And Satan flees. Satan goes, boys, get out of Let's get out of here. We don't need Jesus coming back and making an open display of us again. That's why he flees from you. That's why he flees. Because Jesus paraded Satan through hell as a defeated foe. He embarrassed the living daylights out of him. He was a whimpering demon, a whimpering devil that went through hell with his head hung down, beaten, defeated, whipped by the power of God. He doesn't want to experience that again. So when a believer stands up that is submitted to God, He's leaving. When you speak to that mountain, you say, be thou removed, cast into the sea. It's done in here. I'm not thinking about it up here. No, no, no. I'm not going to let my brain tell me what's going on because my brain will lie. My brain wants to look at the natural things. And the Bible says, well, we look not at those things that we see, but we look at the things that we don't see because the things we see, they're all temporary Subject to change. By what? The power of God. But most believers here that need a miracle, here's what they're doing. I'm just waiting for God to do my miracle. He's waiting for you to say something. He's waiting for you to say something. He can't move until you you say something. When you say something, that's what He said in His Word. I watch over my Word to perform it. I'm watching. God says, "I'm, I'm on the throne looking for somebody on earth to speak my word over their situation. And I'll do it. You go back to the very beginning. In the beginning, in Genesis, it said the Holy Spirit moved upon the face of the earth. There was darkness. And the Spirit of God moved. When you look at that word moved, it means to incubate. He was birthing something. He was speaking to it. And the Lord said, let there be light. And there was. He waited for the Holy Spirit to move upon the water. And the deep. To speak. And then he moved. And there was light. Now, I don't want to get into a lot of that stuff, but you've got to ask yourself, how did God create a planet where there was darkness? I thought there was, no, there was no darkness in Him. Yeah. No. Maybe there was something here before. That Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. God doesn't create th- He doesn't create things that are bad. But it said darkness was upon the earth. Well, my Bible says in in, in God there is no darkness. How did it get dark? Hold that thought later on. That's another teaching. That's another teaching. You'll say to the mountain, be thou removed. Cast into the sea. You're not doubting your heart. But you believe what you say. He said you will have what you say. You'll have what you say. Let's go on here. Verse twenty-four. Now, hold on. I'll no, go back to verse twenty-three. Now, if you if you if you look at that, check that out. It says it says the it says say or saith four times in that verse. Four times in that verse does it say the word say or saith? Or three times? Three times. I got shall. Three times does it say, say it, or say. One time does it say, believe. That's because you'll have to do three times as much speaking as believing. You'll have to keep saying to that, I told you, be removed. Get out of here. Get out of here. No, you're not. I remember years ago, I went to a full gospel businessmen's meeting, and I had problems in my right knee. Now, when I was younger, 20 somewhat years of age, I had my left knee. I had arthroscopic surgery in my knee. I knew what that felt like. My right knee was the same thing, same type of movement, same type of popping and feeling. If you have had it, you know what I'm talking about. I said, "Lord, I am. I'm, I'm tired of putting up with this. I'm going to go to that meeting." because I know the minister that's going to be ministering that night. I said, when he has an altar call, I'm going to go up front and I'm going to get my healing. I told him that before the meeting. I said, I'm going to get my healing. I'm not going through an operation on this. I don't have time for that. He did his little talk, what he did, did and he said, if anybody needs healing, come on up. I jumped up, and I hobbled up to the front. I knocked, I'm almost knocked two older women over getting there. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to, I mean, I, but I had that determination. I'm getting my healing. I'm getting it. It's mine. He, Jesus paid for it. I'm not going to pay for something that's already been... I mean, would you really go out to dinner with somebody and you sat down at this nice meal, you had this nice meal and you ate, and the person said, hey, you know, you all just go continue to eat, but I've got to go. I've got an appointment to go on. Go ahead and sit here and, and enjoy the food. I'll take, I've, I've got the bill. And you watch me get up, and you watch me go to the cashier with the bill, hand the cashier the bill, and you, I reach in my pocket, and I pay for it, and she says thank you to me, and I walk on out. Bill's paid for it, right? Right? Bill's paid for it. You've seen it. Well, later on, the, the waitress comes up to you and says, you all done eating? Well, yeah, yeah. How was it? Oh, it was pretty good. Let me get your bill. Are you just going to sit there and be quiet? He said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! We're not paying for it. He, he already paid for it. He took the. We saw the bill on the table. He took the bill up there and he handed it to the cashier. He handed the money, and it's paid for. He said he was going to pay for it. He did pay for it. You're going to see. You're going to. You're going to. You're going to get. But here's what happens. The devil. A lot of times, what happens is Jesus has already paid for your sickness. He's already paid the bill for it." By his stripes you were healed. That's what it says in first, first Peter, uh, 1 Peter one twenty four or 2.24. By his stripes you were healed. Bill's already been paid for. So here's, what, here's the report that comes from the doctor. You've got this and that wrong with you. It's going to cost you this or this. It, it may even cost you your life. Okay, doctor. Um, it was paid for 2,000 years ago. And that's what Jesus was saying. You're going to have to speak to it three times more than you believe it. Because why? It's not going to go willingly. You have an adversary. There's no, you know, when we get to heaven, there's no sickness in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. People aren't worried about paying their phone bills in heaven or paying the heating bills in heaven. There's none of that. See, so you need power here on earth. This is where you need it. Right here in the dirty here and now. Verse 24: Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, this is talking about a separate thing. The mountain is one thing, it, it may be a mountain of debt, it may be a mountain of sickness me a mountain of some some kind of thing. But now he changes it. He says here, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Does God want you to have your desire? Yeah, he said he gives you the desires of your heart. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Then he goes on here, the next verse, 25. And when you stand praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. So see, the main thing that you need to do, make sure you don't have any unforgiveness toward people. And and let me just say this about forgiveness. It's not based on how you feel. It's based on what you say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I choose to forgive them. I don't care how I feel. I don't care on the inside if I feel like I don't, I don't forgive them. My words carry more weight than what I, than what I think. I choose to forgive them. See, and these thoughts, these thoughts put in your head by the, the devil, now you don't really mean that because look at all the bad things that they did to you. They deserve, they deserve. They deserve something bad to happen to them. See, the devil will fight you. No, 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 devil, I forgive them. It's over with. I forgive them. Why? Because when I pray, I want the desires that I have. When I speak to my mountain, I want to see it moved. But if I have ought, if I've got ought against any, he said, my Father in heaven will not forgive me. How am I going to go to heaven if I have ought against somebody? That reminds me of a story. There's a woman in church Served in the church, she was in helps ministry for years and years, 20, 30 years she served in church, faithful, there all the time. Whenever the doors were open, she was there. She was always helping out. And one day she died. She left. She left. A few months later, one of the elders of the church was praying, and he was just, it, it, it kind of, really grieved him because she was such a blessing in the church. And uh, as he prayed, he said, Lord, tell Sister and so that we miss her. We love her. And after a moment, the Lord spoke back to him and said, She's not here. He said, I don't understand, Lord. What do you mean she's not here? He said, she had unforgiveness in her. She's not in heaven. Well, this really grieved him. So he, he kind of determined, he said, well, I'm going to go talk to her family. And so he went to her, her sister, and, and she had, I believe, a couple daughters, and said, he didn't come right out and say she wasn't in heaven. You know, <laughs> didn't do that. I mean, that would be really mean. He said, you know, I was praying and, about your sister because we, we, we really miss her at church. And I was just wondering, could you tell me, did she ever, did she have any issues with anybody in her life that you know of? And all three of the people that he talked to said the same thing. Well, she had this ex-husband that really did her bad, really bad. And she always said, she said, because of what he did to me, I'll never forgive him. I'll never forgive him. I'll never forgive him. And he said, well, did she ever change on that attitude? They said, no, not, not that we know of. She never changed. She, she always said, I'll never forgive my ex-husband for how he divorced me, how he left me with the kids. and So what the Father told him was right. I mean, Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, my Father who is in heaven can't forgive you. He won't forgive you. It's the power of forgiveness. It doesn't matter how you feel. It's what you say, because death and life are in the power of the job. I forgive people. I am quick to forgive people. Now, does that mean they don't have to come back and ask for forgiveness? No, that doesn't mean that at all. That means I've already chosen to forgive them. I'm not holding them accountable. Now, in the realm of the Spirit, there's some things they're going to be held accountable for, but it's not on my guard. Not on me. Because when I pray, I want the desires that I pray for. I want my mountain to move and cast into the sea. It's going to be removed. That's why, that's the importance of for, have, walking in forgiveness toward everybody. It doesn't matter what people did. It does not matter how people treated you. How, how mean people were to you. It, forgive them. Most people are just trying to live their life, and people do stupid things. People just do stupid things. And sometimes we, you know, we're on the, the end of that stupidity. Just forgive them. Don't hold it against them. God will deal with them. The Lord will deal with them on that, especially in your own family. You need to you need to learn to, to forgive people in your own family, because families can be the the meanest. They can be the meanest on you. And don't wait till well I'll, I'll forgive them when when they say they're sorry. I'll forgive. no you don't. Your prayers are gonna they're, they're, it's it'll be like a brass heaven. You'll pray and, and things will just feel like it bounces right back to earth. It's because what's happening. That's what's happening. But we want the power of God. Amen? So we see this, this grace. You're saved by grace. When you allow that grace to, to, to move on your heart, see what's happening as I just said that about forgiveness, and I could tell by the looks in people's eyes that you were like, yeah, I need to do that. I need to, and maybe you did it, or maybe you were just thankful that you did do it. What happened just then was the grace of God was moving on your heart to say, I'm gonna forgive them. I'm not gonna hold them again, I'm not gonna hold that against them. See that, that 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 that's that's submitting to God. Now, because you yielded to the grace of God, the grace of God instructed you, forgive them. Now you're submitted to God. somebody doesn't doesn't justify what they did. No, no, it does not justify what they did at all they're they're still going to pay they're gonna, they're going to have to give an account for that and it, it, and maybe very well be they go to hell because of it i don't know that's between them and the lord it's not between me and them our choosing to forgive them opens the windows of heaven for us so we can receive but see i'm also now now i'm submitted to the grace of god which is it's ability to move upon my heart to tell me things to show me things Glory to God. you get something today? Now listen here. We're going to do things a little bit different. Anybody here, if you have any sickness in your body, I want you to come forward here. We're going to, I'm going to pray for you. power of God's going to get... And I believe what's going to happen, you're going to see the manifestation of God heal in your body right, right now. Right now. Right now. No matter what it is. It, uh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Anybody that has... If you have TMJ or anything with your teeth... Anybody have any problems in their, in their teeth? Come up here today. Problems with your teeth or your jaw? Come up here. In the name of Jesus. I, see, I don't need to know what it is. unless the, the Spirit of God tells me. But as I lay my hands on you, the power of God is going to go into your body. Be healed in Jesus' name. There it is. There it is. Just receive it. There it is. Just receive it. Just receive it. Just receive it. Just receive it. There it is. Shh. Shh. Mmm. Mmm. Just started from the top of his head. It's just flowing. It's flowing like there's just like a heat flowing down your body. and it's going, It started from the top and it's flowing down to your waist, to your calves, to your ankles, to your feet. In the name of Jesus, that's the power of God. That's the power of God. Whether you feel it or not, I'm just seeing it in the spirit. I'm seeing that in the spirit. I'm seeing that in the spirit. Shh. Hmm. Hmm. Glory to God. Anybody else? All right. Father, in the name of Jesus. Restoration in the name of Jesus. Grow a new one in the name of Jesus. No pain. Be whole in Jesus' name. Shh, there it is. Mm. 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 Glory to God. Power of God's working in you right now. It's working right now. It's working right now. It's working right now. How's it feel? Better? Didn't hurt. God's been in me the whole time. It's just busted through the side of my gum. No pain. No pain. God's got him. God, Jesus. Apart. Yeah. No pain. Now, expect a new one. Thank you. Completely re- restored. You, Completely restored. Completely restored. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. <clears throat> okay, in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Shh, there it is. Be healed in Jesus' name. Shh. 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 There it goes. Hallelujah. Leave in Jesus' name. Leave in Jesus' name. There it goes. There it goes. There it goes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Shh. Shoo. Shoo. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody else? Any sickness? Just because I didn't say anything, just because I didn't name it doesn't mean you at home. Somebody at home last night you Yes. Father, we just you going to stand in for him? You want to go stand come, in come in for Sammy. Lilith is going to stand in for Sammy. Father, as I lay hands on, on Lilith, she's standing in for her brother Sammy. Father, we just speak healing into his entire body in the name of Jesus. Command that, that sickness to loosen him now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. By his stripes. By his stripes. Sammy's healed. Now, Satan, you leave Cease and desist your attack on his body in Jesus' name in Jesus' name. in Jesus by the end of the day he'll be eaten he'll, he'll be eating by the end of the day in the name of Jesus. because you standing in for your wife? Yeah, she has an okay, Father, uh, brother John standing in for his wife. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing into her body right now. in the name of Jesus, shh, be healed, be healed. Mm. I, in the name of Jesus, I command the good cells in her body to heal the bad cells in her body. that all that swelling it goes down. in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I speak to the electrical and chemical frequencies in her body and command them to come into alignment with the Word of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Shh. Shh. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Let me come back here, Mary. Today's your day. Today's your day. I command these ears to open up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hearing will return to normal. She won't need hearing aids anymore. She will not need hearing aids anymore. Ears open up in the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, clarity is going to come to you. As your ears open up, clarity. You won't be unsure about things anymore. As your ears are opening up right now. They're opening right up right now. You're hearing better already. It's already starting you're hearing better than what you were five minutes ago, ten minutes ago, right? Am I right? So, it's going to continue to get better and better until it, you don't have to have those hearing aids anymore. You believe that? I believe that? Amen. So, what's going to happen, it's going to change your whole life. Your whole life is going to be changed because you can hear clearly for a change. You won't be guessing. No more guessing. You'll know. Amen. She's got it. She's got it. She's got it. I, I, say, I, I know that because I know how I have to speak to her. She understood everything I said. That's the power of God. Anybody else? Anybody else? Shh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hmm. Pandora, can you stand up? Hmm. Okay. It's okay to have questions. It's all right. There's nothing wrong with you having questions. No, not at all. Doesn't make you bad or anything like that. Doesn't mean, that, doesn't mean you, have, you don't have faith. It's okay to have questions. God likes to have questions. He wants us to ask him questions. But from this day forward, things are gonna change for you. You're going to feel him and sense him in a, in a way you haven't sensed. I hear you saying this yourself when you're away from people lord i want to feel you i want to know that you're there i want to know that you're real the lord said today's the day you're going to feel him and know him in a more glorious way not a bad way it's going to be a good way there's going to be times that you're going to sense god's presence on you in such a strong way that it moves you, it moves you emotionally. Not bad, not in a bad way, but in a good way. You will be moved emotionally. Does that make any sense to you? Father, here it goes, shh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, greater sensitivity, greater sensitivity to the things of the Father the rest of your life. The rest of your life. Your whole life will be. Get ready, because this is going to be new. You'll have to grow in it. And you've got plenty of time. Plenty of time. Hallelujah. 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 Sister, the Lord is strengthening you right now. Don't give up. Don't give up. I hear the Lord saying this. Don't give up. He's strengthening you right now. This is not the end. There's more for you to do. There's more for you to do. And the Lord said, I'm strengthening you that you can finish your race strong, strong, strong. Not dragging and pulling, but strong. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You'll feel stronger. You'll feel stronger today. Do you believe that? Do you, I mean? Do you feel? Do you feel stronger right now? Just as I lay my hands on you. That's the power of God it, moving in her. Now, did all that what I say to you did that make sense? Okay, is it? so that was the Lord t- talking to you? How did I know that? I don't know you. Today's the first. When you walk through the first the door, that's the first time I've ever met you. I think, unless I know you from somewhere else, how would I have known that about her? I wouldn't. That had to be the Lord. One of the things the Lord spoke to us in the intercessory prayer, He said, "Strengthen those. Strengthen those that." That are ready to to get quit to give up. Don't give up. Don't don't give up. None of you don't quit. Don't turn around and walk away. You're 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 this close to a breakthrough. Don't quit. What happens with a lot of Christians is they get to a place where they just say, "Okay, I've had enough." If you don't do it here. I'm walking away. Well, God didn't do it here. He did it here. And if you'd have pressed in a little bit further, you'd have walked in and you turn around and walked away. And the devil's going, "Say I won. I won." You know, before I started studying the Bible, I I, I don't want to, I'm going to make this short. I didn't like to read. I never liked to read as a kid growing up. Ones that have been here for a while, you know that about me. I hated to read. I mean, I could count on one hand when I was 25 years old the number of books I'd read on one hand, and it was less than five. So before the Lord called me back to him, he got me interested in reading, and the way he did that is I got a desire to learn about the Civil War, the American Civil War. Well, the only way you're going to learn about the Civil War is you're going to have to read. There just wasn't a lot on TV at that time, so I had to read. Well, one of the things I found out about the Civil War was the way they determined the victory, the victors of the war. It wasn't just who surrendered, because a lot of times there was no surrender. Here's how they determined the, the victors of the Civil War the army that remained on the field at the end of the battle, they won. I mean, they, is, that's not deep. All we got to do is just. They're on the battlefield. Let them retreat and we win the battle. That's exactly how it is in your Christian walk. If you stay in the battle, you don't retreat, you win. You win because the the devil's going to walk away. After a while, he's just going to say, hey, we've got other things to do. They're not going to be moved. They're going to stay. And that's what faith is. Faith is staying and believing God when everything around you does not look like it's going to go in your favor. That's when faith is there. That's when you know you got faith because you're staying, you're remaining in the battle. You're saying, "No devil, you ain't going to have this. This is mine. You just get out of here. This is mine." And maybe it's peace. Maybe you have trouble with peace in your life. Well, you're going to have to fight. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter, I believe it's eleven twenty-one. He said, "The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence." and the violence take it by force. What does that mean? That doesn't mean heaven's under attack. It means that heaven operates and encourages people to violently take what the enemy has tried to take from them. And those that are violent people, not not something that attacks something, Aggressive. aggressive like that, but they're aggressive in their faith. No devil, this is mine. Healing is mine. It's mine. Now get out of here. They take it by force. They take it by force. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't ever quit. When you get in situations in your life and it looks like, it, it looks like things are getting tough and you just say, well, man, I'm just going to walk away from that. I'll, I'll, I'll do something else. No, don't you dare do that. Unless the Lord tells you to. Now, he may very well tell you on on some things to do that, but you don't don't quit. You don't ever quit. Stay in there, and you'll see it change. You'll see it change. I guarantee you, you will see it change, because God is faithful. We just sung, about God is faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He'll not change. yeah. He's the same yesterday, today, and for... He, he ain't changed. He's watching over His Word to perform it. You just speak His Word, and you'll be refreshed. How, how often do I have to say it, Pastor? I don't know. Just keep saying it. Keep saying it until you've got peace about the situation. And then tomorrow, you do it the same way. Keep speaking. Keep speaking to it. It's changing. It's changing. It's, the mountain's moving. Because I already spoke to it. It's moving. It's already moving. No, devil, it's not going to be that way. See, and the devil comes back and says, no, that situation, it's not real. Oh, no, no, yeah, I already, I already I done spoke to it. I don't have to speak to it again. It's already moving. I see it. I already see it in the spirit. I see it going. See, you'll have to see things with your, your spiritual eyes. You'll have to see it in the spirit realm, not in the natural realm. Things always happen in the spirit realm first and then it manifests in the natural. Healing. You get healed in the spirit realm first before you see it manifest in the natural. So when you, when you choose to believe, say, well, by his stripes I'm healed, boom, you're healed in the spirit. Well, how long do I, before I have to wait until it gets into the natural? Uh, you, just, you just received it. That part between the manifestation of it in the natural and the spiritual, that's God's part. That's not your part. The day that you receive it, that's when you got it. And most Christians miss it because they're always looking forward to the manifestation of it, saying, well, when I see it, then I'll believe No, 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 that's not faith at all. Jesus said, when you pray, you believe, you receive it. You shall have what you say. When? When I pray. When I pray. You know, if I'm believing God for a brand new truck, I don't say, Lord... Now, if I were to do do that, I wouldn't say, Lord, I'm believing you for a a brand new truck. And each day, Lord, I'm believing you. No, no. When I pray, I believe him for the new truck. I already got it. Now, from that point on, the next day, Lord, thank you for my new truck. Thank you for my new truck. Thank you for my new truck. Well, Pastor, where's your new truck? Oh, I got it. Well, I don't see it. I've already got it. Where's it at? I have it. See, they don't understand faith. I've got it. Thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you, Lord, for it. Now, it may be six months, and I'm thinking, thank you, Lord, for my new truck. And then naturally, it hasn't showed up yet. But see, six months ago, when did I receive it? That day when I prayed. You did six months ago. Well, how come I here? Because you not you, you understand faith. Lord, I thank you for my new truck, or whatever it is you're, you're believing God for. I just use that just as an example. We've been talking about healing. Well, how about other things? Well, you can do that too. Thank you for my new job. Lord, thank you for putting me full time in the ministry. Full time in the ministry. Full-time in the ministry. Full-time in the ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Would you get something today? right. now listen. As you go, every place, God told this to Moses, He said, every place you go and you step, I will give you that territory where you place your feet that's yours. Everything you put your hands to, it'll prosper. You believe that? Okay, so, when you put your hand to something, it's going to increase. If it's work, if it's ministry, it's going to increase. Go out this week, I want everybody to go out this week, and here's what you're to do. I want you to tell at least one person, a stranger, not somebody you know. You can do it with somebody you know, too. Tell one stranger this Jesus loves him and God has a plan for him. Real simple. Hey, I just want to tell you, Jesus loves you and God has a plan for you. I say that to the rude customers a lot. Now, don't. Yeah, but don't, yeah, don't, don't say it out of spite. Nope. But there'll be people you'll say that to. And they'll ask you. They'll say something back to you. They'll open a door. And you'll be able to minister to them. And don't worry about messing it up. You can't possibly mess it up. Interact with them. See what God does. See what God does. Yeah. Minister to them. That's what you, you're just sowing seeds. You're sowing seeds. Praise God. All right, I call you the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. Everything you put your hands to prospers in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.